It's Johnny's Podcast Project. Hello and welcome to the show on the show tonight. Who's more intelligent, Jake's Mark or a paperclip? Dr. Ronnie Ormsfeld and of course today's the pianist. We'll find out about that in just a moment. We'll have more on today's Halloween Podcast Project. Welcome to tonight's show. Welcome. Hi, I'm Trolley. Well, firstly, this actually is my real voice. So, well, welcome to the show. Well, let's firstly, ladies and gentlemen, meet Dave, who is a fantastic pianist. Let's hand you over to Dave, ladies and gentlemen. Three, four. <laughs> I didn't see you there. My name's Dave, and I'm a brilliant pianist. This is a piece I composed earlier. I call it Jangled Rubbish. <laughs> that was just me warming up. Now I'm going to start. <laughs> Pleased to know that Dave's album will be out on Monday at my local CD shop near you. Um, now I'm going to play by ear. Um, <laughs> he's putting his ear on the piano. <laughs> Uh, the album. If you wish to play the piano, you are very welcome. If you want to do that, you are not. <laughs> Dave, the pianist, has your career been cut short? It has, really. I consider the main problem with my career mean music teachers who won't let me live my passion out to the full, really. Um, Dave? Dave, your album's out Monday. What's it called? It's called... <laughs> it's called... Well, okay. No, let me... Let me present this properly. A little ditty set to music. Dave, thank, thank you, you very much indeed. Thank you. That's a handshake noise. <laughs> and I'm sailing... Anyway, welcome back to the show. I'm Trolley, as I said earlier. But now, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ronnie Rumsfeld. Hello, I'm Dr. Ronnie Rumsfeld of Orthopaedics and Cosmetic Surgery at Bristol Zoo, New York. In my time, I've met with an assortment of patients/slash moronic individuals 
who think they can cure themselves. I say, let them. But we will come to that bit later. I once met a woman called Iona Carrington, sod patient confidentiality, who one day fell over a paper plate and gave herself a hemorrhoid. Personally, I thought the lump on her head was merely an octopus brain. However, after her death, I was told that I had to see patients rather than disembowel them, which these days is known as operating. Apparently, also, if we see a person on the street damage themselves by falling over, lactating, or other sorts of compliments, for example, I saw this man trip over a lemon on the street, so I was so infuriated by this, I murdered him. Again, according to a small fable such as law, I shouldn't have done it. But I should have called for help. I mean, for Christ's sakes. The government will be, I don't know, asking for taxes next. It's therefore time for action. I don't have time to waste to help people. That's pointless. When you next see a feeble old lady walking across a zebra crossing, run her over, or steal her zimmer frame, or kick her. Whatever you do, don't be optimistic, optimistic and think she will live for a very long time. Because she won't. Here in Bristol, I still get an enragement of a different patients, but all of them are hell-bent on giving themselves odd herbal remedies that only make the cancer expand more. In the NHS, we have a rule. If you're 55, don't have many children, and don't anything apart from labour, then you will not be treated. In this soft socialist state, I see before my slightly off-centre eyes, what do we need as an answer? This. Well, firstly, not a neo-Nazi state, because that is such a strong feeling of democracy, hope, and therefore chance of living. No, the answer is this. Communist anarchy, back to where Russia was in most of the 20th century. It wouldn't take much, would it? I mean, what has got to change? The government's corrupt enough already, so when do we get started? Another example of why we should definitely become communists and live in anarchy is about... A woman I met uh, about five years ago. I say, well, I say treated, I suppose, but actually I stuck syringes in her eyes because she wouldn't say please. As we don't say please anymore, how undemocratic can you get? If we can't say this simple word, surely it's time to hang the old keys of capitalism up and take down the freshly new cutly cut ones of communism. Back to this um, woman. What was wrong with her? She was a mute and was seeking a cure. Just think of the benefits that communism and anarchy present to us. The chance to kill, damage, hurt, and kill again anyone who we want. A daily routine will go like this. 8 o'clock. Rise up and eat communist cornflakes with anarchic almonds, equality in every mouthful. 9 o'clock. Take a knife and sink it through neighbor's dog. 9.01. Go out and steal stuff. 9.30. Run somewhere over. With a lawnmower. This document has been fully backed by one Mr. Fryer. 0945 hours, killing spree 1. 13 hours. O'clock, well, 1 o'clock, I suppose. Lunch. 2 o'clock. Kill someone. Avoid getting murdered. 4.15. Watch deal or no deal. 5 o'clock. Prepare for tonight's armed robbery. 18.40. Dinner. 18.45. Armed robbery! Nine o'clock. Kill a few more people. Ten o'clock. Bed. Remember to lock the front door. This timetable already applies to me. But how about you? Will you be photocopying this and purchasing several lethal weapons? 
I sincerely hope you do. Ronnie Rumsfeld. And now, on the trolley project, it's... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, women and children, trees, animals, welcome. It's now time for the amazing, the great, the witty, the wonderful, adventures of Nick Littler. Shut up and hold up the dartboard. That was the incredible, amazing adventures of Nick Littler. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, voles, little children, wives, animals, trees, for listening to today's show with Nick. More next week. How fun can Nick's life get? You'll find out in the next show. Ralph Fiennes? Actually, it's, it's, it's Ralph Fiennes, isn't it? I don't know. Dear Janet, I have a confession to make. I was going out with Davy, and then we were happy. We had four babies together, and then I met Adolf. He was a real man, was Hitler? He doesn't have the in as instability so many of his friends have, like August. Kubernetes, I think I have a new love. Davy and I are indeed going through difficulties with our love life, so what's that to lose? Adolf's armband and his insane grin warm up my juices, and I think I'm going to blow. I love him so much. I love him, dearly. I want to do. Do I have an affair or do I stick to my guns? What take Adolf, with his simpering smile and his finely cut moustache and a voice that cuts through you like a million knives? Oh, glorious Adolf. May your reign of me never cease. From the General. That was, of course, the agony aunt for this month. Next month, we will have a response to that and another letter. Jake Smart. Oh, bless his heart. Now it's time for Jake Smart versus. Today, he's against a paperclip. Who will win? Okay, welcome to Jake Smart Versus. Today, the Microsoft Office paperclip goes first, as I just flipped a coin here in the studio. This is round one of Jake Smart Versus. Jake Smart today is versus the... I'm the Microsoft paperclip. I hate myself. 
But to give chirpy replies to people's stupid questions for now. Ten years now. I'm mad. <laughs> Everyone hates me. That's not fair. <laughs> Would you mind answering some questions for me? Right. How does electron confinement in an iron or molecule affect its colour? Um... I'd say the more electrons confined, the closer the spacings between their energy levels, and so the bluer the colours they absorb. Different ions, well, obviously, they confine their electrons differently, and so they have different colours. Yeah. Is that right? I think it is. One Yay! Yay! Um, second question. Chocolate contains, you know, a variety of substances. Some of which are addictive, you know, like caffeine. Can you name um, two more of them, please? Um, I could name lots more of them if you like. Oh, go on then. All right. Sugar, caffeine, theobromine, anandamide, which is an endogenous cannabinoid, and, uh, um, phenny... Phenylethanamine. This is genius, Mr. Paperclip. Thank you. But this is, that isn't it. Isn't question, it? Th- question three. I would like you to uh, answer this question. Um, how many episodes of The Simpsons have been animated at um, Rough Draft Studios? Um, is it... Um, One hundred... One hundred and uh, thirty. No, no, one hundred. That's not my answer. One hundred and uh, one hundred and twenty. Is that right? Correct. That's Yay! three out of five. Your fourth question, Mr. Paperclip. Yeah. What does the word catamite mean? Um. Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh. A boy. Um, kept by the idle rich, male idle rich, sort of, for for sort of homosexual purposes. Is yeah. that right? Yes, it is. I thought it was. Yeah. I know, because I have one at home. I was one in my youth. Okay, and finally, uh, fifth question. Um, tell me the answer to this question. If I have five apples... I take two apples and add 62 apples before taking the remainder of my apples and multiplying them by three, and I take this result away from Wait, the 500. I know the answer How before you've even finished the would question. I have it, I, just listen to the question anyway. What I've had if I added 23 to the actual number of apples and then added another 23 to the result of 500 minus the number that we've got from doing the other calculations and then added these two numbers together. What is the answer, do you reckon? Well, that's just obvious. It's 546. Mr. Paperclip? You are an absolute fucking genius. Thank you. Can I play the piano now? Um, in just a moment. Can I? But how about Jake Smart? How does he get on? Oh, the tension is killing me. Killing me inside. Oh, the pain. The pain, the agony is making me bleed. My heart is on fire. My lungs are exploding. The blood is pouring out of them with tension and suspense. You'll find out later on in the show. But 
Till then, it's now time for a special news bulletin. Good evening. I'm Noel Edmonds, and this is a special report from NASA. Strange things are occurring during this important mission to the moon. As most of the world knows, the astronauts of this mission are studying whether or not it is possible to explode on the moon. Today, two of the astronauts, Trolley and Mr. Poodle Woodle, were outside the space shuttle performing tests. The astronauts reported that an alien spacecraft with multifarious lights landed next to the space shuttle. More than 6,597 aliens left the spacecraft and disjointedly over to the astronauts. Astronaut Trolley said, The aliens are about 3,250,000 foot tall and they have prostate skin. We think they are propulsive, but we are not sure. The astronauts have been trying to call the aliens, but communication has been difficult, according to astronaut Mr. Poodle Woodle, told officials at NASA. The aliens make sounds like vaginas when they're talking. The aliens stayed in the moon for about an hour before they got back into their spacecraft and flew away. Before they left, they gave the astronauts one protective custody. NASA officials think this has been a token of friendship, and hope we see our alien friends again. I'm the Libmans, and this has been a special report. Goodbye. Noel, thank you very much for that. A very interesting news report. But now, here on The Trolley Project, which is, of course, a podcast which you can download from iTunes every single month when we come out, it should be towards the 20th of each month. So this episode will come out on Wednesday, the 20th of September, 2006. Now, firstly, on the show, we've had all sorts of guests from Ronnie Rumsfeld, we've had Dave, the pianist, and soon we'll have Jake Smart. But now an exclusive, um, if you like... Um, some news. Well, to tell you this, firstly, that there's next week going to be something called She Had, a new um, drama about five minutes in length in each podcast. We haven't had time to write it yet, devised by my dear friend Charles Baker, so that'll be on next month's show. Also, later on today, we have the um, Beginner's Guide to Arsenal, which is just in a moment. But I must tell you, must tell you first, um, this is a man who was in Los Angeles who was re- arrested by police. And, um, a woman who came up to the lineup, uh, and um, she saw all these people, all the, all the criminals that in front of her, and so um, she asked um, if the um, prisoners could say one phrase for her, and that was, um, "Put your hands up, bitches," okay? And so they all did this, but but the man who was guilty shouted, "That's not what I said!" Stupid, stupid idiot. What an arse to say that. Anyway, now it's time for the Beginner's Guide to Arson. See you in a moment. For Jake Smart Versus, don't go anywhere. Hello, and welcome to this, the Beginner's Guide to Arson. I am your instructor, Jason Bannum to a crisp, Roberts. And I work for the government watchdog, Offire. 
We start today by looking at the concepts of burning and to choose a suitable place to burn. We must be constantly on the alert and looking for anything from parked cars to orphanages. Let's say, for the sake of entertainment, it is an orphanage you want to burn. You will require the following equipment. One times block of lard to distract the children, like bait. One times balaclava with flowers on so the children are delighted by your friendly exterior. Little do they know what's going to happen next. Two times petrol containers with petrol. Paint them with magic stars, thus making the children think you are a magician with flowers for a head and give them food. At this point, cover the area with magic water, the petrol, which, tell the kids this, will set them free. For extra enjoyment, ask the children if they would like to see be covered with magic water. Don't let them refuse. When they have all been covered in the magic water, make sure you leave enough for a trail to the door. Then, take out a long match and tell the little dears it is a special sort of magic wand with great mysterious powers. Ask them if they would like to see it in action. They, of course, will say yes. Light the magic wand and that you touch the trail. Ensure you don't have any petrol on your clothes or you'll be unable to further your career as an esteemed arsonist. Leave quickly and efficiently and go back a considerable distance. Do not attempt to re-enter the building or remove your flowery balaclava for security reasons. Drive off, but ensure you have a good distance uh, away from the building and a good view, or it will have all been for nothing. Do not log your work at all. Again, just in case. Move on. To bigger and better places, government buildings are always a good laugh, and so are supermarkets. Good luck. Happy insinuating. It's nearing the end of the show, sadly, but before we go, of course, it's now time for Jake Smart versus, And it's Jake's turn, of course, now. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake Smart. How will he fare against the incredible Microsoft paperclip? Mm. Remember, crutches are not a fashion statement. Can you try to answer some questions for me? What's this all about? It's, it's complicated. Can I, can I just That's ask good. questions, okay? Tell me, how does electron confinement and an iron or molecule affect its colour? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know how, because the speed of the vibrations can change the... Okay, fine. Okay, next question, okay, uh, is chocolate can, ch- contains a variety of substances, some of which are addictive, such as caffeine. Can you name a couple of others? No. Okay. Farting. Um... I don't think so. Okay, how, how about this? This one's a nice easy one. How many episodes of The Simpsons were made at um, a, uh, at Rough Draft Studios? I'm not sure. Okay, what is a catamite? Okay, um... If I have five apples, I take two away and add 62 apples before taking the remainder of my apples and multiplied them by three and took this result from 500 uh, how many apples would I have if I then added another 23 to the actual l- number of apples and added 23 to the result of 500 minus the number we got from doing the, uh, other calculations and added seven numbers together? Any ideas? No. No? Alright, oh, hey, thanks for that. Right. I don't know what lesson you've got. <laughs> Cheers. Got him. Got him. Got him. Hook, line, and sinker. Well, there you have it. 
Jake Smart, zero. Paperclip, five. Who will win next month? Remember, it is next month. I've made mistakes during the show, but anyway, next month. But you can catch a weekly podcast of me, another podcast, which I'll tell you about at the end of the show. And as it is the end of the show, I'll tell you, it's about things that really bother me. And is on every week from Mondays. Look out for it. It's called, you know what fucks me. Don't miss that. was the Trolley Podcast Project and was brought to you with Trolleywood Studios and was sponsored by Southwest Camerata. The show was written for you by Trolley Robbins and Nick Littler. We do a hope that no offence was caused and if it was, we do apologise for all that. The show was for comic purposes and none of the material inside should be used literally. For example, the beginner's guide to arson. Thank you for listening and good bike. Good night. Bike boy.